Okay. Again, as we said, welcome to Vayechi 5782. So the first 10 minutes of this class are just going to be for fun. No deep ideas, no big insights into uh, the deeper meaning of Chazal, which we're going to get to soon. Oh, dedications. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, dedications. It's right in front of me. Rifki, the shir today is dedicated by Rifki Jungreis, Eli Nishmas, her father, Avram Ben Avram. No, it says, oh, Aram Ben Avram. <laughs> Rifki Jungreis, Eli Nishmas. I know, I was thinking that doesn't, unless there's Sephardi. Right. Rifki Jungreis, Eli Nishmas, her father, Aaron Ben Avram, and by Livia Jacobs on the occasion of her father, Baruch Mappa's seventh yard, Eli Nishmas, Avi Mori. Baruch ben Usher Zelig Halevi. Okay, here we go. So the first few minutes are fun. The question that we're going to ask is, um, you know, on, on Yaakov uh, making Yosef promise and then swear to bury him. It's like Yo Yosef said, I'm going to do whatever you want. And he says, no, swear to me. And the question is why? Why is he making Yosef swear? And uh, more than that, they, we know that Yaakov is embalmed and they mourned him 70 days, all these Egyptian burial rites. Like, why did Joseph put up with that? Joseph was the king. What do you, why do you have to do that? His people lived in Goshen. They had their own sort of life. Why'd they have to, you know, um, why were they, you know, basically um, kind of under the, I guess, why didn't Yosef have special, special dispensation? He was the king. But the real question is this. When, ya when Yosef decides, to, uh, promises Yaakov to bury his father in Eretz Yisrael, he needs to leave Egypt and take his father with him. And look what happens. And look what happens. Yosef, so the days of his mourning ended. Yosef went to speak to the house of Paro, meaning the government, okay, Lamor saying, if I have found favor in your eyes, please ask Paro, speak in the, to, to, in the ears of Paro and ask him if I could please do this. What is going on here? Yosef had no access to Paro. He had to go to the government and say, could somebody please do me a favor and speak to him and ask him everything. And then only because Yosef had promised to bury Yaakov, Paro said, you know what, because you promised you could go. What is going on here? So what we're what you're looking at here, you could just scroll down. Where's the map? Oh, there it is. Scroll down a little bit, okay? Scroll down a little bit. You are looking at here what could be, okay? And which with scholars, um, you know, definitely consider as a legitimate theory. The interesting moment in Egyptian history, where the Egyptian government itself was overthrown. And the Hyksos who came from Canaan, came from the East, who are more of a Semitic people, they had infiltrated Egypt, they had gained more and more power in Egypt, and then they took over Egypt. And it is very possible that Yosef rose to power, to power under the Hyksos, who are not Egyptians, which would explain, scroll up a little bit, why the Torah keeps referring to Potiphar as a Ish Mitzri, that he was brought by someone who was a Mitzri. And Hashem gave him success in the house of the Mitzri. Hello, because the Mitzriim were out of power, but this particular person seemed to have retained his power in the Hicksus government. Now, if you look at the, I, you know, we're not going to go into. You can read it yourself. You could Google the Hicksus invasion of Egypt, but look at the the picture here. You see that the top part of Egypt, where all the rivers are coming together, that's called the Nile Delta, and it's referred to. Don't get confused as Lower Egypt. Okay, whereas when the Nile runs all the way south, that's actually referred to as Upper Egypt. Um, now, the in this Lower Egypt is where, look what's there, Goshen is there, Sukkot is there, Pisom is there, all but all these places, Ramses, it's all there. That's the area that Yosef was, that's the area that the Jews were. That's the particular area where the capital of the Hyksos were. Whereas the regular Egyptian capital was south, much more south in Memphis or Thebes, if you go into the history, you'll see it. Now, it could very well be that by the time Yosef's had come to bury, had promised to bury Paro, things were changing. And he didn't have the authority he had anymore in this under this new regime. And you know that when it says a little later, about 120, 130, we're not sure, years later, the new came, a new king arose that didn't know Yosef. Could you say that 
100 years after George Washington, there was a president who didn't know George Washington. It makes no sense. It's the, it could be the resurgence of the Egyptian empire and they got rid of all the Hyksos and they didn't want anything to do with the people that the Hyksos, you know, with their influence. And they said, that's it, we're, we have no, we have no uh, debt to them and that's it. So it's very interesting. My grandfather, Zichon Levachet, taught me this a long time ago. Just something interesting to think about. Akadosh Baruch moves world events in order to put the right people in the right place at the right time for the unfolding of the great story, the unfolding of the great message of HaKadosh Baruch in the world, which starts with Yosef and Mitzrayim, spreading the concept of Hashem and Echad. All right, now, if this is how it starts, Yosef coming to Mitzrayim and speaking about Hashem, and then it goes, progresses into the Makos and into the, uh, you know, the Yitzhak Mitzrayim and all that, what you're looking at is the following. You're looking at, oh, we brought this up in some of the other classes, all right? You're looking at, uh, you're looking at a un unfolding story, all right, where what's really supposed to happen is that humanity, right, is supposed to look at the world itself like Avram did, and they're literally supposed to see Hashem in nature. And they're not supposed to, and this is the sin of Beit Sadas, miss relate to nature. And they're not supposed to be in survival mode and think, oh my gosh, nature is a bunch of powerful, overwhelming forces that I'm trying to survive in. No, nature is all designed, all of it. And this is not in the notes, but we've spoken it a lot of times, the word here, the definition here, the meaning of the word here, and the word is kavod. Kavod means, everything Hashem created is for kavod. Everything in the world, everything in the world is supposed to teach us and reveal to us all, so many aspects about a Kaddish Baruch Hu's mind, Ratzon, uh, and, uh, and the very fact that the world is filled with endless pleasures that are available to us, it, things that, that Kaddish Baruch Hu wants us to use nature and appreciate it and discover him in nature. This is what's supposed to happen. When the world totally misunderstands nature, misrelates to nature, abuses nature, exploits nature, all for their own needs to be powerful and have pleasure, then Kaddish Baruch Hu has to restore nature to its proper functioning. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to say, that is what nature's, that's what not what nature's for. Nature is not your tool to exploit so you can make yourself rich and powerful. Nature is my tool to teach you that I'm here everywhere. So therefore you start seeing all these makos, all these things in nature. Hashem is showing you what nature's supposed to be, okay? Now, what's supposed to happen is that through the world itself, and through the give and through the Torah and mitzvahs and how which guide us how to interact with the world and how to see the world correctly, we are supposed to achieve a state of um, of, of proper alignment and proper relationship with Hashem, where we are in sync. We see we we we're in sync with nature and we're in sync with and our character is in sync with our true identity and it all home seamless. All right, but the journey of the Jewish people and the long gullus is the story of. The Jewish people standing alone among the nations, among the ideologies, and among all of the you know movements and isms, saying which all of them are some sort of exploitation of nature or people or both, and standing alone and saying, this is not the way we're supposed to exist. And in the end, we our message is you don't exploit people, you don't exploit the environment. It's all Kadashbarhu is 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 discoverable in the environment, in nature, in every single human being, in the Telmalakim of human being. This is the Jewish, this is the Jewish view. And what happens is it's a long journey, and in the end, that will be revealed. Okay, now let's go into that famous story that Yaakov wanted to reveal the end, and it was hidden from him. Okay. So the first thing we have to know, look in your notes, A, Vayechi Yaakov Eretz Mitzrayim, he lived in Eretz Mitzrayim. So if you're looking, Vayechi, actually the Rashi tells you, if you're looking in a Sefer Torah, normally what happens is when a new Parsha starts, there's spaces between the letters that end one Parsha, usually nine spaces, and then there's the beginning of the next Parsha. But in a Sefer Torah, there is no space between the last letter of Vayigash of, um, and the first letter of Vayechi. So Rashi says, why is this section stuma, satum, closed? Okay, because comprising as it does an account of the death of Yaakov, as soon as our father Yaakov departed his life, the hearts, the lave, and the eyes, okay, the eyes and the hearts of Israel were closed. The eyes became dim, their hearts troubled because of the bondage, because of the gullus. So first of all, we're learning here 
that the very nature of Gullus, remember last week's year, that Unculus doesn't even translate by A-Raid because he's, 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 um, he's keeping us in the dark, so to speak. A Gullus is that we don't see clearly. So here also, as soon as the Gullus actually begins, we can't see. Our eyes are closed and our hearts are closed. Hearts mean our understanding. Okay, our ability, heart doesn't mean emotion here, our understanding, our sense of connection to it, our sense of seeing the purpose in it, it's, it's, it's closed. We don't have clarity. That's the nature of goals. Okay, and then if you go further, it's exactly, even when Yaakov was about to tell them the end of days, closed, can't see it. Now let's go deeper and analyze this famous medrash and the Gemaras, because again, when we learn Torah, right, we got to put all the pieces together. The Torah, the Torah Shabbat itself is kind of the cliff notes and then the Torah Shabbat fills it all in. Our emphasis this year was the Nevoos of the Avos. This was about to be a Nevoa, but the full extent of the Nevoa suddenly departed. Some, part, some of the Nevoa came through, we'll see, but not, uh, not the whole thing. I just want to mention one thing here, not in the notes, Ramos Shapiro, Zechorna Levrach, Zyatse, with Sarbatevis, always quoted the Ramban. Ramban says, remember that the entire Sefer Bereshis is Masa of a Simulabanim. The very last of the incidents that happened to the Avos in Sefer Bereshis, the last of them all, is that Yaakov was taken back to Israel to be buried in a coffin. Bachazal tell us, but no, don't make a mistake, Yaakov Avino Lomes. So Ramban says, in the end of days, the Jewish people will come back to Eretz Yisrael like corpses, like skeletons, but don't make a mistake, they're not dead. When the Jewish people came back to Eretz Yisrael, literally corpses, literally coming off the Holocaust, corpses, and everybody said they're done. And everybody said, we're 1948, all the armies will attack, we're finished, we'll finish them in a day. They're not dead, that's what's crazy. When we think about all the Tsarists of the Jewish people, all the persecutions, all right? Yeah, you know, people might say to you, Come on, you're not the only people that have been persecuted. That's true. You're not the only people that have been ethnically cleansed. That's true. But you know what's the, the difference? It's happened to us so many times. Why has it happened to it so many times? Because every time they do it, we come back. So they have to do it again. The miracle is that we keep coming back. The bracha is, I mentioned it in the tefillah class. That's the miracle. We're so depleted. And then we get this renewed koach. We surge back and then they have to start all over again. So that's why we're the most persecuted because we keep, it's like, you know, like, you know, it's, uh, you know, back uh, everything. Um, it's like we, they never they never can conclude this mission with Am Yisrael. OK, so in any case, um, in any case, we will see that this last Nebuah, OK, the last Nebuah that Yaakov's trying to say, uh, and, you know, well, one of the last that he's saying, Baruch HaKodesh, but Nebuah to Am Yisrael, OK, to his children. So it says like this. B, 49.1, called to his children and he said, gather, and I will tell you, what is going to happen to you in the end of days? Rashi. He wished to reveal to them the end of Yisrael's exile, but the Shechina departed from him and began to speak of other things. So what does he say? He gather together and listen. Shimu el Yisrael and listen to Yisrael, your father. There's so much here. You've heard it in Shirim. You've learned about it. We're not going into it. Um, the, um, the main idea here is notice one of the ideas here, which we're not dwelling on. Notice the language of Achtos. Okay. Heyasfu um, gather together. Agida from the word Aguda Achas, one unit. Hikapsu, kibbutz, gather together. He's saying, and we're going to see that what he said to them is when you all gather together, that's when the gula is going to come. You can look at one and two. Uh, Bracious Raba, BR is always Bracious Raba, says, um, we have a, says here that, uh, actually go to two and three first. He says, achas. the Jewish people become one group. His kinu atzmachem, prepare yourselves l'geula. When you become one group, that's how you prepare for geula. And in Micha, in Micha, it says, Esof, Esof, Yaakov, gather together Yaakov, and the Nuts Pasuk speaks about the Gula. So the first thing that, again, you, there's so much to speak just about this. Yaakov is about to tell them something big. Shechina departs. He switches to other things, and he starts emphasizing your future Gula, which I can't fully reveal to you, is contingent upon you being Echad, upon you being one, upon you all reuniting, uh, having Achdus. That means 
It doesn't say contingent upon everybody doing tshuva and therefore everybody agreeing and therefore everybody having the same point of view and everybody, uh, you know, feeling safe with each other and therefore you should have aftas. No, with the, despite the different points of view and dis dis disagreements and not everybody be, you know, being religious. No, with all that, aftas. With all that, shalom and aftas, okay? Very tricky because MS and shalom don't always work so well together. But the idea is that there has to be aftas and we're going to go back to this. But look at one. This is our question. Yaakov, according to Rashi, he was about to tell them aftas but the Shekhinah departed. So when Yaakov said to them, all right, going back up, gather together, and I'm going to tell you what, oh, I'll take one. I will tell you what will happen to you in Achras Hayamim. Here. Yeah, thanks, David. Um, then, so here's the question. He never ended up telling them. So did Yaakov, all right, did Yaakov um, just say something that was bottle. Okay, I'm gonna go back to you. You know what? I, I, it's okay. I could do it. On, well, no, it's. I'd rather look at that. Yeah. Okay. So did Yaakov say something that was bottle that had, that was nullified? All right. That's the question. Look at number one. Barashas Rabba. Rabbi Levi b'shem Rabbi Chama bar Chanina meolam says says meolam lo amar Yaakov avinu davar shel batola. Yaakov avinu never said something that was bottle. That didn't have, you know, that was um, nullified. But he said, I'm going to tell you. Marcy never said anything that was nullified. So what happens here? All right. Look at C. If you're watching and you want these notes, email me, estween at gmail.com. Okay. Look at C. Bikesh legalos esakates. That's the Hebrew words. He desired to reveal the kates. And the Shekhinah departed and he couldn't. But at the same time, we just learned to the Medrash, Yaakov Avinu never said anything that was bottle, nullified, didn't, wasn't, wasn't actualized. So he must have revealed something, but didn't reveal something. What is going on here? Okay. Look at C. Horatius Rabbi 98.3. Rabbi Simon Amar. Mapelis Gog Herolem. He did. He showed them Gog Magog and the fall of Gog. We had a share about this Sukkot time. Gog is from Gag, Gag, Gog, Umagog, Agag, and we talked about it on Sukkot with the Schach, okay? We talked about the life, Tachas Hashemesh, survival mode, whatever. We have this one, this great name, right? Um, not seeing you're part of something bigger. He showed them the fall of Gog, Umagog. Go further, Binyan into the bowl, Binyan Beis Amigdash, let me show them the Baish Lishi. So what didn't he show? What's Kate? Bikesh Legalos as a Kate. He wanted to reveal the Kates. He certainly must be something in addition or beyond Gogomogog, Binyam Migdash, Kibbutz Golia, something else. And that he couldn't show them. So look at the very end. He was started to speak about the Kavod of Hashem. Be very careful. Have Kavod for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And remember we said he told them to all gather together and be one. The concept of kavod and the concept of one go together, as we will see shortly. All right. So what is Kate's? Are we good? Now, I'm reading straight from my grandfather's Sefer on Yeshayahu because I could not find this source anywhere online that I could copy and paste it for you guys. So uh, I want to just say this is Rav Schwab on Yeshayahu. And just to make sure everybody's clear, my grandfather did not write these farm. These are shiurim that he gave for many, many years that my great, my uncle Moshe, who's a tzaddik, Uncle Maish, the most incredible tzaddik in Kibbutz of Aim and everything, he took all of these shiurim and he transcribed them into this form of Shwab on prayer, Rav Shwab on Yishayahu, Rav Shwab on Ezra Nechemi, Rav Shwab on Eov, Hagada, all of that. Okay. So here's what it says. The Medrash comments here, all right? Remember, B'kesh Legalos says the Kates. What's the Kates? It's beyond Gogomogo, Kibbutz Goliath in Gathering of Exiles, and Binyan Beis Amikdash. Okay. So he quotes here, it's from Yalkut Shemoni, from the Medrash Shachotov, which is a Medrash on Tehillim. This is what it says. Im Yomer Adam. If somebody says to you, Masai Kates HaGeula, when is the Kates 
the kates means the predetermined time when is the fixed time there's definite time when is the case of the gula coming al tamin oh i'm sorry if somebody tells you when the time, the specific time of Geula is coming, Al-Tamin, don't believe him. Shenemar, because it says, now here's the Pasuk, Ki Yom Nakam Balibi, the day of Nakama is hidden in Hashem's heart. So again, let's do this. What is Kates? If somebody tells you the date of the Kates, the fixed time of the Geula, don't believe them because the Pasuk says, Ki Yom Nakam Belibi, the day of Nakama is only in Hashem's concealed knowledge. So what is Kates? Nakama. Kates is about Nakama. It's a whole different reality than the war and the Binyan Beis Amigdash and all of that. It's something separate and that cannot be revealed. And that is part of the closing of the eyes and hearts of the Jewish people. And that is part of what we learned last week that we don't, in, in Golos, we can't see the Shechina. Okay, it's all part of this idea. What is hidden, what is hidden till it's revealed by Hakadosh Baruch Hu, is never actualized fully in the world, is something called nekama. Now, the problem with us not being experts in lashon hakodesh is that we hear the word nekama. Somebody once translated it as revenge. We apply that concept to like how we think of revenge. Like you did that to me, but well, I'll take it out on you double. And then that's, we're good to go. Hashem is going to be angry and take revenge. There's one problem. If we go to our model that there's Echad and everything exists within the Echad of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is taking revenge on himself. If we're all part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, baby in the womb, right? If Hashem, Ramam says in Hilchot Yisraeli Torah, that Hashem knows us because he knows himself because we're part of him. Hashem is going to take revenge on himself. What does it even mean? So obviously we need a new definition. Our word for today, even our milim development is nekama. Now you've probably heard this a little bit before. We're going to take it deeper and, um, and broader. Okay, so he says, he says, so he brings in, um, and then he brings, he goes on here to say from the Medrash, Liba le Pumalo Galia, Pumalaman Galia, if the heart, if Hashem, is, if this is in Hashem's heart and he doesn't tell his mouth, who do you think the mouth of Hashem refers to here? Hmm? Yeah, his Nevi'im. His Nevi'im. If it's in Hashem's heart and he doesn't tell his mouth, the Nevi'im, okay. Okay, can whom then whom shall the mouth tell it to? Meaning the Nevi'im can't talk about it because nobody knows about it. So Yaakov was not able to talk about it. Okay, this means that Kodesh Baruch has not revealed the time of the fi- of the final Geula even to his mouth. In other words, his Nevi'im. Therefore, even the Nevi'im do not know about it. So how can anyone else purport to know about it? Now, let's go into the sort uh, number two. Okay, Nekama is referred to as Bilibi in the so-called lave of Hashem. Now we know lave doesn't mean heart. Lave in the Torah in general means the combination of heart and mind, meaning gut, intuitive knowledge, and also intellectual abstract truth. You know where there's such a thing that you that there this you might think about this like music. If even if you don't know music at all, if you're not a scientist of music, a mathematician of music, because it's really a form of math, okay? But you hear a discordant note in the middle of a song, it's like it's something's wrong, right? You cringe, right? So it's it's a kind of knowledge that you can it's you could write whole essays about it scientifically, and the whole world is on the understands it the same way. Somehow, in the entire world music is the same type. You know, we work with the same um, notes and all of that, and yet everybody feels something's wrong. And you, but this is a sort of knowledge that encompasses your intuitive knowledge and your intellectual knowledge. Okay, that's called lead. So Yeshayahu 63.4 says, Kiyom nakam belibi. What does that mean? Okay. Look in Sanhedrin 99a. Rabbi Yudanasi says, first of all, the Messianic era will last 365 years, corresponding to the number of days of the soul year. As it says, Kiyom, he's commenting on the word Yom. There's 365 days, 365 years, but that's not our focus right now. Look at the next one. What is the meaning of Kiyom nakam belibi? Okay, Amr Yochanan, Lelibi Gilisi, to my heart it is revealed. Hashem's knowledge it is revealed. Lavrai lo Gilisi, but to my um, limbs. In other words, I don't actually. Hashem has no limbs. 
meaning a Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't actualize it in the physical world. Like it's not actualized. We can't see it in the real world. It doesn't happen in a way that we can relate to it in the real world. Reish Lakish says, Amr lalibi galisi, to my heart it is known, but to the angels, which are also the Nevi'im, those that speak to us, it's not known. And also the Malachim are those which um, concretize and carry out Hashem's Ratzon into action, it's not known to them. So there is something about Nakama that cannot be expressed, not until the case. That is the case. That's the final moment. And it's only a Kodesh Baruch Hu's and no one else can do it and it won't be seen until then, okay? Devarim 3235. Li nakam. Nakama is only Hashem. There is no such thing as nakama by human beings, okay? What we call revenge, there's plenty of that among human beings. Revenge is sweet, as they say, best delivered cold. And, and, and even in, there is an element of mida, connected mida, in where somebody gets killed and the closest of kin is allowed to, until they run to a air miklat is allowed to kill them. There's a certain aspect of fixing the, 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 the wrong, you know what I mean? It's, a, it's an aspect of, of kind of rebalancing things. So in one area, only in that area, there's some element of nakama, but again, it's not revenge. It's understood as rebalancing because the second it goes to an air miklat, that's it, it's over, you know? So let's go deeper. So look at the Brachas 33, we're in five now. So they're having a conversation about different words in the Gemara and it says like this, Gadola Nekama. How Gadol, and I wrote the word Gadol, Gadol, bigger. Okay, Gadol, we're gonna learn Gadol now also, another word in your Milim chart. Gadol Nekama, Shenitna ben Shtei Osios, Shenemar Kel Nekamos Hashem. Nekama is Gadol, Big is not an adequate translation for the word gadol at all. Nakama is gadol because it's placed between two names of Hashem. In Tehillim 94. Kel Nekamos Hashem. Now these two names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu are names of the Midas HaRachman. Hashem, Hashem, Kel, Rachum, Vachanon. So Yudke Vavke, Yudke Vavke, that is Rachamim. And Kel is not short for Elohim, it's a separate name. It's a name of Rachamim, Hashem, Hashem, Kel. So now you have Nechama placed between two names of Rachamim. So our association of Nechama with anger, hatred, revenge, and, and Shemdin, forget about it. It's between two names of Rachamim. It's the ultimate expression of Chesed. It's the ultimate expression of Rachamim. What is it? Kel Nekamos Hashem. Okay. The two names of Hashem surrounding Kama are names of Brahman. Now, Godol. What is Godol? Godol is another word for Chesed. When you say the Bracha in Shona Esrei, Baracha Hashem, Elkeno, okay, Vaseno, okay, Avram, okay, Yisrak, okay, Yaakov, Hakel, Hagodol. Godol, Gibor, Norez, Avram, Yisrak, Yaakov. Godol is associated with Chesed. Gadol, we say, is big, but what we mean is, what we know chesed means, Rambam, Mornabuchim 351, overflow. So much overflow, unstoppable surging of overflow, which is also associated with what we learned in our Ikram share this week, Chayim, unstoppable overflow that can never be interrupted or repressed the endless overflow of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the greatest strength in the world, what is the strongest force in the world, the first one, the strongest one, is overflow. And then Gavura restrains it so that we get to, you know, experience ourselves as autonomous. The mashal is the machitza in the womb where the mother is the everything, but there's this so-called separation, which allows the fetus to feel like it's its own person. Okay. In the spheres, if you know about it, or the way it's talking about chesed is always on what side? The right side. The right side is always the side of strength, even though some people are lefties, it's true. But the right side is generally nimshal, the allegory is strength. So we have the following. Godal nakama. Nakama is something we have to understand in context of chesed, strength, but strength that is restrained. It has to be restrained or it will just all be flooded 
with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's self-expression, and we know we don't exist, and then we'll just vanish like they happened at Harsina when Hashem said, and then that was it. The Neshamas left them because they had no ability to hold on to any kind of concept that they are separate, or they, that they're people on their own. So when we speak about Nechama, here's the, like, the, 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 the category, Nechama, Rachamim, right, Hashem's names, Godol, strength, the right side. All right, that's Nakama. So let's put the pieces together. He was Bikesh to reveal the case. Okay, he did tell them about a lot of nice things. But he didn't tell them the case. Anyone who says they're going to tell you the case, don't believe him because Hashem says, Yom Nakam Belibi, the case, Nakama, that's hidden. So what's hidden, all right, is this idea but it's the strongest, the most powerful, it's Safun, it's hidden, and it's Rachamim. So let's go. What is this Nakama? So before we know what Nakama is, we got to go and look at the words Kate Hayamim, the end of the Yamim. Sachem 56a, this from of Moshe Shapiro, by Yechi 5773, okay? Sachem 56a. All right. The Amar of Shimon ben Lakish. By the way, Rav Shimon Lakish is a very, very interesting character. You could Google about it from a reliable source and learn about Rish Lakish. Okay. Very interesting, fascinating, his history and all of that. Big Balchuva. He used to be a gangster, a robber, a highway robber. Yeah, yeah. Right. right we, that's right. <laughs> okay. By Yikra Yaakov Elbanov, by Yomer. Hey, Asfu Vagidalachem. Bikesh Yaakov Legalos Labanov. What are the next two words? Keta Yamin. The fixed time for the right side to be revealed. Kate's not Kate's Hayamim, but what is going to happen at Kate's Hayamim? It's Kate's Hayamin. It's the time, the fixed time for the yamin, the right side. Chesed, gadol, nekama. That is not revealed, because why? Here, okay. What happens? Yaakov wants to tell them the end of the yamin. Yaakov wanted to reveal to his sons, I'm reading now, when the complete redemption would arrive at the end of days, but the divine presence abandoned him, rendering him unable to prophecy. He said, listen, perhaps the Shechina has abandoned me because one of my descendants is unfit, as with the case of Avraham, whom Yishmal emerged, or Yitzchak, who Esav emerged. So his son said to him, So what got in the way, when Yaakov was afraid, that the thing that could get in the way of revealing the time of the Yamin is that among Am Yishol, there's those that don't appreciate the Echad. Somehow the Yamin and the Echad go together. If you can't say Hashem Echad, I can't reveal the Yamin, the right side. I can't reveal the, the Gadula, the, the Gadol, and the Nakama. So they said, no. Baruch Shem Kavod Olam No, we do. Um, at that moment, Jacob, and, and all the children said, of course, Shema Yisrael. No, listen, Yisrael, our father. Hashem Lekein Hashem Echad. We accept Hashem as Echad. So he said, Baruch Shem Kavod Malchus which means, let's do this definition. Baruch, expand. Shame, shame means something you can point to and identify it. Kavod Malchus, let's go to Kavod to make sure we really understand what Kavod means. What does Kavod mean? Hakol bara lechvodo, everything created. Barasi, I forgot the Pasuk, it was in one of my, it was in the, we did it on, on Tuesday night. Hashem says, everything I created in the world, barasiv, yatativ, asitiv, it's all for kavod. Everything in the entirety of the Bria is for kavod. What is kavod? Obviously, if we say kavod means honor, again, like Hashem created everything, so we should say, oh, you're so amazing, you're amazing, let's make a prayer for you every day. Hashem got bored one day and said, I'm going to create a bunch of people and their job is to say how great I am. What is covered, everyone? What's the definition of covered? This is a very fundamental word. We use it every day, multiple times. We say Baruch Shem all the time. What does it mean? 
What does kavod mean? It's in, uh-huh. Kavod, kisei kavod. Kavod means molo kol haaretz kavod. Whenever it talks about kavod, talking about Hashem created everything for kavod. The whole world is filled with kavod. What this means is teva, nature, the entire bria. Everything in nature is part of Hashem's self-expression. It can be discovered. Avram did it. You can read nature and find out everything and find the mitzvahs and know how you're supposed to live. That was the original dynamic of mankind. There are six mitzvahs that Hashem gave and Avram added them. Ramam tells us in the beginning of Hilchas Bodhisar, Avram added the next one and then Yisrael added the next one and then in Hilchas Yisrael and then Yaakov added more and then, then more and Moshe came and added more. In other words, it was an evolution. The more you understand the world, the more you know what to do, okay? Kavod means everything is created for as a means to find and discover Kodesh Baruch We must become scientists. We must look at nature. We must understand what's going on here. We must look beneath the veneer and see the infrastructure, what's driving it. This is what we're supposed to do with the world. We're supposed to see its beauty it's and it's all of that. So the Kavod of a Kodesh Baruch so we say Baruch, Shem, Kavod, Machas, Olamed. The ability to point to something, call it a name, See a Kaddish Baruch in everything, okay, is should expand and expand and expand for la'olam ba'ed, for eternity, for eternity, forever, continuously. So they said, we know Hashem is Echad. What they were saying is, we, Am Yisrael, this is our legacy. This is, who, this is our message. We know everything is one. We know every single thing in the Bria, meaning history and human nature and the way our brains work and our psychology and music and mathematics and everything is an expression of Kodesh Baruch Hu. We know it, we know it's Echad, it's one Echad that everything is part of. And we, and our prayer is Baruch Shem, it should expand. This awareness and ability to see it should expand and expand and expand. And when it's fully expanded, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is deeply attached to the, we see the attachment, the connection between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the world as Hashem, the reflection of that, that's called Malchus. That's called Malchus. When we say Hashem is Melech, remember this, again, Mornavuchum 351, 52, 53, we mean that we allow Hashem's overflow of ideas and knowledge Right, Ramam says it's seichel. The melech is the seichel hashofeya, the the truths that overflow from Hakadosh Baruch Hu and influence us and guide us and create our and if we allow them to create a perspective, and we allow them to we 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 defer to them, we conduct our life according to them, just like a king. What is a king? You you trust the king to know what's best, to guide you, to set up proper rules, to influence you, to lead you in the right direction. That's a king. We're not talking about a dictator. So when we call Hashem a king, we mean we choose. Ein melech b'liyam. The nation has to choose it. We got to choose it. We choose to allow Hashem and the Torah and the, everything we discover to lead us and to guide us and to um, form us. Okay. So they say this to him. So he's worried that he can't re re um, reveal the kates the Yamin, and they say, no, it's okay. We see the oneness of Hashem, but then they add, but not everybody sees it. So what we're saying here is there's going to be a time that, and this is the case, we're through this force called Nekama. Everybody is going to see the Echad, the Kavod. Okay, these words go together. But until that time, Rashi says, Kate's Hayamin, what does it mean he's going to tell him, the um, Rashi and the Skamara, the moment of the Yemin, look what Rashi says, Shayachsar Yemino Lafanov, Shaheshiv Achor Yemino Mipne Oyev. He will return his right hand to in front of him because his right hand is behind him due to the haters. Look at Echa. This is coming from a Pasuk in Echa. Okay. Uh, look at the bold words Echa 2 3. Here's the words, Goda Bachari Af called Karen Yisrael. Okay, he cut down with Haron Af, which always refers to Vodazara, the um, might of Israel, Heshiv Achar Yamino. He took his right and he put it behind him. What are we talking about here? Rav Moshe 5773. 
okay, what it means is that the force of a Baruch Hu in the world on the right, the Gadol, the Nakama, it's behind him. Meaning it doesn't mean literally places, doesn't mean spatially. It means it's not the Panim of a Baruch Hu. It's not what we see. We don't see the ultimate Nakama. We have to define Nakama now, all right? And then we'll go into Ramosha. Nakama means, okay, Nakama is similar to the word Nechama, right? And the Nakama is a Nechama. The ultimate perfect example of Nakama, all right, you could look at the Yosef story and you could look at the Esther story. And when they wrote the Megillah, they took a lot of language from the Yosef story. Basically, the idea of Nakama is when a person sees, like Haman, and Lahavda, like the brothers of Yosef, that all the efforts they made to undermine and sabotage something, in the case of the brothers, Yosef and his dreams of his, you know, his visions of grandeur, and they're gonna get rid of him and sell him, and right? All the efforts they made only empowered him. Those very efforts led him to greatness. That's what led him, They because they sold him and all that, he became a king. He became one of the most powerful people in the world. Look at Haman. Haman is the one that said, get rid of Vashti. So he allowed Esther to become on the throne. It was his idea. He's the one who, who uh, he's the one who, who not only put Esther on the throne, he made himself so rich so that all his money could be handed over to, to Mordechai. He built the gallows so they can hang him on it. In other words, Nikama is when you see, when the world sees that it's their own very efforts destroyed Boomerang, destroyed them and empowered Amishol. The very efforts they put in to destroy Amishol actually directly empowered Amishol. That is called Nakama. Only Kodesh Baruch Hu could do this and only Kodesh Baruch Hu can reveal this, okay? Um, that um, when the Egyptians piled on all their money when they were chasing the Jews to try to entice them to come back, and then they drowned and all the money and all the, all the wealth washed up on the shore and the Jews said, thank you and went and built the base of Megdash with it. I mean, sorry, the Mishkan. You know what I mean? It's when your very own good ideas <laughs> turn around on you. That's why Purim is V'nahapochu. You know what I mean? V'nahapochu turns around. So that's the coming. It's between two names of a Baruch Hu of Brahman because when a Baruch Hu finally op- pulls back the veil, so to speak, and we get a look at history, like the brothers when Yosef said, Ani Yosef, okay? And suddenly you say, holy moly, you don't say that, you say, um, <laughs> you say, you say, every single thing that, that we didn't understand, it was all directly empowering us. We're not, we don't know how to see that now. It is not possible to see that now because if we would see that now, it would be no challenge, no struggle, no, no struggle to discover it for ourselves, no tr- struggle to look past the events of history and the bitter moments and nevertheless see the lave. We can get to the lave. We do have insight into the lave of a Baruch We know what Hashem promises, Kel Nakamas Hashem, Yom Nakam, there is, it's all going to happen but we don't see it actualized and no human being on earth can actualize it. It has to come Mishamayim. It has to come Mishamayim where we are going to see that the, literally, for example, a perfect example would be that, you know, Iran is so busy with the nuclear bomb and imagine they detonate it, right? And it blows up on them. All the effort, all the money, all everything to destroy themselves. Like that type of thing, but it's only in a Kodesh Baruch hand. And that Yaakov could not express. That is the that is the real that is the real blockage. That you know why people have a hard time in this world because this is not revealed. If they knew that their tsaris was somehow building them, and they would be grateful for it one day, they wouldn't. There'd be no there'd be no suffering. This is the cause of suffering. Now for Amishol, okay, we don't live in a world where you know life is unfair and unjust, you know, and that's just how it is. We have been taught this lesson. BK Yaakov Legalis as a case means Yaakov wanted to reveal it. He couldn't reveal it, but he's, we still know that it's there. It's there. He wanted to let us see what it looks like. By the way, we got a glimpse of it at the Yamsu, but it's going to happen again. We say that the, the Nisim of Achor Sayamim are going to make the Nisim of Yitzhak Mitzrayim pale in significance. 
The reason, one of the reasons is because the Nisim of Mitzrayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, broke open the heavens and did these open miracles. But the Nisim of the Achas Yamim are more like Purim, where we discover on our own that our efforts are the ones that destroyed us, not us, them, and empowered Amishol. It's going to come through humanity and they're going to discover it themselves. Like they won't be able to hide from it. So how this is going to be, he couldn't show, but that it's going to be, yes, we know that for sure. That's, that's, we have tons of sources for that, that that's what it's going to be. So, um, so Rav Moshe says the following, and this is what Rav Moshe has talked about this all the time. He said um, the following, he said, to depart from Gullus, meaning personal and national, to merit the enlightenment of deliverance, okay, Geula. It is necessary to be in a state of shallowness and darkness, okay, with our eyes and hearts closed. Only from within such a state does the kates arrive. Meaning, Rav Moshe is saying, it's got to be. It's got to be that there's so much sheker and there's so much confusion and there's so much effort in, on, in play to... Mm -hmm. You know, that goes against the basic simple truth of Molokolars go And only when it's all, you know, this is a state of like a frenzy of Sheker. Then when Akadosh Baruch Hu flips it and suddenly we see that it's all working for us, okay? Then the appreciation of it and the awe of it will, will you know, it would not only be undeniable, but the entire world will see it and there'll be nothing to say. You like look at the word Kate, it's the lowest point or highest point. Very nice. Kate's the lowest, the bottom and the high. Very nice. When Yosef said to Yosef, his brothers, there's nothing to say. Everything made sense in an instant. All their questions made sense. And they saw how this happened, how they everything they did. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. The idea is that um the when we talk about Kate's Hagaula, what are we really waiting for? What do we really want? This is really the source of the most suffering in the world, that we don't see the justice. If you look at Shmona Esrei, the only bracha that talks about yagon ba'anacha, misery, suffering, is justice, that there's not enough, there's no justice yet. That is really the source of suffering in the world. If we knew that we everything had a purpose and we were going to see the good in it, we wouldn't drown so much in the suffering. So for Amisol, this message, there is going to be a kates, a day of nikama, which is gadol, chesed, where Hashem's self-expression is unrestrained. And we get to see the whole picture. Okay? Knowing that is what has kept Amisol going for all these years, knowing it. You read the Holocaust stories. They knew there'd be a gaula and they knew there'd be an end and they know there's gonna, they're going to be able to rebuild. You know, as we said in the beginning, we're not the only people that have been persecuted, but what the miracle for the Jews is a no sin la yoiv koach, that we keep finding renewed strength because of this, because we know one day we're going to see the big picture and every, like Yosef's brothers, like the Jews, by the everything is just going to, you know, fall into place and we're going to say, we're going to be able to actually thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, appreciate HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the, dark, for, the, for, the, for the difficult times, right? We're going to be able to say HaTova HaMetiv on Midas Hadin, right? Today we say Baruch Dayan HaEmes, when we don't, when we hear of horror, you know, bitter news, we say Hashem is the true Dayan, Din. But in the future we're going to say Baruch HaTova HaMetiv, Hashem is Tov. So this is what Yaakov, this is one of the last Nevoahs to take heart. This is a fundamental Nevoah that has stuck with Am Yisrael forever till this very moment. That's why we are here. That's why we're sitting in this room right now because of our parents and our grandparents who knew this, who didn't see it in their lifetime necessarily and our great grandparents for thousands of years, but they passed it on to us and we pass it on to and Bekar of Biyamenu will see that day We'll all be Zoha to see that day, and the world will get to see that day. Yes, Jenny. So, like on a personal level, even for the brothers of Yosef, when that day of the Kama came, it wasn't a, a pleasant experience. I mean, they suffered for it, I think. Yes, they suffered. For the nations of the world, it will not be pleasant when suddenly, when, when, it, when Haman got that aha moment, it wasn't pretty. 
when the brothers got that aha moment, it wasn't pretty. In fact, right there, Chazal say, and there will be that aha moment in the world. Exactly. But for Amishol that said, we knew it. We were always trusting it. We were all, we taught it to our children, but we couldn't see it. it we couldn't, we, you know, we couldn't point to it. You couldn't prove it. That aha moment is a very pleasant moment. Aha, finally. I always knew it. Right. So, but um, a very good question. If the, if Nakama is in the hands of Hashem, why daven for their demise? Of course, we want the Rishayim to be uprooted and squashed and obliterated. Of course we do. We don't want the evil. We don't want the Sheker. We don't want it. Nobody wants the Sheker. Nobody should in, encourage it. But to the degree that Sheker is insistent on expressing itself, right? That's what a Kaddish Baruch is going to flip. But no, of course we want, and when we daven for the, the obliteration of, of, the, of, the, of the Resha, the wickedness, we really are davening for the Kates, the Kates in the time of Nakama too. We're davening for that time. The greatest chesed is Hashem restraining himself, otherwise we wouldn't be able to handle more. Uh, as, it, as it is, we aren't doing so <laughs> okay with what we're given. Okay. Um, Jackie Nussbaum, Tehillim 30. Very nice source. One second, guys. Okay, yeah, questions here. But, uh, Bobby Sandy's about to say something. You're saying something so important. We're, leave it, we're going to talk about it in, in Shamos. The Geula had to be hastened. Doesn't that sound like a reward for the fact that we're falling? Hold on to that thought. It's really big. It has to do with a lot of big stuff. The other is, Yaakov changes the name of the Yamchus from Ben Oni to Ben Yamin. Ben Yamini. Yes, the son of Yamin. And Mordechai is from Ben Yamin. Very good. Secrets always around. Secrets. <laughs> whether it's a or even now. He knew when the guru would come. He knew the case, yes? Huh? But he couldn't. Yes. Yes. Sheker. Uh, Sheker. One second. Sheker at his core. You know, it is Sheker. It's core Sheker, but it's going to be turned to MS. It's the, it's the, it's what it attempts to be uh, Sheker, but Hashem turns it to MS. But it is definitely Sheker, meaning the, uh, the, 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 the negation of all MS. Yeah. No, he, he had to have that Yeah, not to speak, yes. And Yaakov is represents Gullus, and yes, there's many incidents where he doesn't, he holds he back, he doesn't, he show Maris a dover, he's watching, he's waiting, he's watching, yeah. Yeah. What is? Boundaries. Yes, that's... Right, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu has boundaries because he wants this bubble of Sheker. And I should talk about this all the time. The bubble of Sheker is they get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So when it pops, everything, everything in it, because it takes up everything, suddenly is seen as the aha moment. And that aha moment is universal. Like there's nothing that's not going to say aha. So Sheker has to get really huge before it implodes yeah 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 all right guys i am going to end this all right see you later